Is there anybody here who doesn't find themselves going down the mountain again? <laughs> is anybody who doesn't? Yeah. You know, when you just go around that mountain again. You know, same old <laughs> go around the mountain. Go around the mountain. Yeah, no, not that one. <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're journeying along in life. And you're looking for breakthrough, you're looking for change, you're looking for growth, and you find that you've just gone around that mountain again. Oh my goodness. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so we're all we're all on the same page. Alrighty. Um, I'm gonna let you just hold that for me for a minute. And uh, anyway, so um, I I was kinda like that in uh, just oh, geez, a whole lot of my world. You know, you fight a battle. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And you think, man, I lived through it. And life kind of carries on. Things get a little bit calmer. And then something starts to stir again. And you find yourself back in the same battle. And that was just, does anybody not know what I'm saying? And it was, it was, just, it was just like that. And I, I did a decades, <coughs> a decade like that. And, um, <laughs> And then it was like, come on, God, like, what is this? And I, I found myself um, in the book of Joshua. And um, I just read it over and over and over and over. Because I don't know what was happening, but I knew that there was something in there. But I I, I, I think I was just reading it. I wasn't, wasn't asking the Holy Spirit to reveal stuff. I was just reading it. And then I thought, you know what, I know there's something here. So can you just, you know, speak to me, Holy Spirit? Well, like that. I didn't read it again. I was just like, oh my gosh, it says this, 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 this. It's amazing when you ask the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> you know, and he says, not by mind, not by power, but by the Spirit. And um, anyway, so I started to read it again. And I noticed that in all the battles that Joshua fought, he had a repeated pattern. And the... The pattern was that, the, first of all, he was on his face in worship before the Lord. So he was like contemplating. He was, you know, there with God. And then the Spirit of the Lord would come lift him to his feet. Then the Spirit of the Lord would speak to him and tell him, go and do this. Joshua would then go and stand in front of the people and say, we've won, let's fight. Mm-hmm. And then it's interesting that what, what happened there is he would, they would go to battle, they would fight hard, and then they would win. Except for AI. Except when he wasn't inquiring of the Lord. Right. So we're talking about when he's inquiring, on his face in worship. And um, the minute that he won, do you know what the first thing he did? Good. But good. Yeah, the first thing he did was rested. Mm-hmm. He had a rest. Right? <laughs> and I was like, dang! Mistake number one! Because what we do is we fight, we win, then we go back into another fight again. And anyway, so he rested. He rested. And then what he did was he contemplated with God what did we win? What did we just win? So then 
couple of boundaries, just, just define and determine what he won. I was like, yeah. Then they have a big party. Let's celebrate. But like a really big celebration. This is what we won. This is what happened. And then he'd stand before the people and he would declare the inheritance, declare what was won. And then he would go back and worship the Lord. And I thought, fail, 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 fail. No wonder I go around the mountain. And so I started putting into, into place this thing. If I fight a battle, first thing I do is rest. And what does it look like? Well, usually, I have a great big meal and go to bed. <laughs> Meal. You know, when you fought, when like especially if you're, you know, working with people doing deliverance, or if you're actually in the middle of some sort of, you know, battle, uh, it's absolutely exhausting. I just get ravenously hungry. I'm eating somebody's arm. <laughs> and so, what I used to do is just move on. But I, I found that I wouldn't recover well. It'd be like jet lag, like constantly living in jet lag, constantly living in the, that that place between okay and burnout. And um, so then I thought, well, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take that time to rest. And that was a hard thing to do because you know, as you know, warriors, as you know, Christians, we just we just keep going, you know, like rest, rest, get up and keep going, fight the good fight, onward, Christian soldiers. You know? going and going and going. But I had to take that time to stop and rest. And I and it was really hard because I would think, you know, like maybe it would be an hour's rest or something. But I had to actually put aside time to rest properly. And so I would just wait on the Lord and, and wait on how I'm feeling and say, okay, well, how do I feel? What, what, what am I feeling? And, you know, I would know I need two days. I need one day, I need three days, I need four days. And I would have to actually do that place of rest. That was one of the hardest things for me was to actually stop and rest because we're so used to just keeping on going. So then stopping and resting. And while I was resting, all I would, you know, just think about, well, okay, we fought this. So what did I win? What did I actually win? What did I achieve? What did I accomplish? And so if it was like, let's say it was for me, if it was a spiritual battle, I was, you know, struggling with, you know, um, temptation, like whatever it was, and I'm fighting that thing and trying to, like, get victory over it. Why, why do I struggle with this? What's going on, right? And so then I would um, just spend real time just asking the Holy Spirit, show me the victory that was won. Show me, show me it in detail so that I can get a handle on it. And so then I just wait and I, I look at it and. And this was the interesting thing, that it was in the place of rest and contemplation that I actually understood the battle. And so, when it was just something that was just on the surface, and you don't actually understand, like, the depths of it. Like, one of the things that I struggled with, I, I talked just before about, was um, uh, my mum... That we're, I've had a meeting before. My mum, this is the thing in Texas, she goes, bless her heart. Totally sarcastic, not at all Christian, by the way. <laughs> bless her heart. It's just like, well, anyway, my mum, she, 
Her whole life is about being able to identify what's wrong with everybody and everything. And like to the detail of it. And so just little things like, you know, just as children, you know, we might be walking up uptown or something like that. And mum would start, look at that woman's dirty heels. Oh my gosh, what a disgrace. Heels with dirt on them. Her skirt is a half an inch longer on that side than on that side. What is wrong with her? We would go and visit people and uh, <coughs> friends of hers. And when we were in the car on the way home, it was just a narrative of dirty skirting boards, unswept floors, dust in the corner. It, it was just, it was like this. It was just a constant barrage of everything that was wrong. And so we, we, were, we lived in this and we brought up with it. And um, so I got to the point in my life where I believed that that was our role as Christians, was to identify everything that was wrong with everybody. Because my mother was a Christian. <coughs> and um, and uh, the Lord came to me and he said, you are totally and wholly ungrateful and unthankful. And I was like, say what? What do you mean? And I was trying to think of something that I was thankful for. Something I was grateful for, and I couldn't find I couldn't find anything. My life was a tale of negatives, not good enough, never enough, not okay, no fun, no you know like that's what it was. And um, and uh, anyway, so then then he started um, you know saying that I needed to like you know detox this this stuff. So this was a battle, right? I didn't really know the extent of the battle. All I knew was that's all I knew. I didn't know how to, like, you know, say, no, we had a great day. All we did was this was wrong, that was wrong, this was wrong, that was wrong, this was wrong, and that was wrong, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and even around mum, if you tried to say something was good or fun or great or wonderful, it was just like, oh, well, what about this? What about that? What about the other thing? It was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know? And, um, and so, so, you know, this was, this is my temptation is to be the prophet of doom, just the negative everything. And so then I was going through the process of, of winning this battle, like learning how to be grateful and thankful, how to find the positive things and, and you know, how to be happy, how to, how to be appreciative. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, oh. And, um, and so I got to a point where uh, I, I, I felt like I think I've got there. And in my, and previously to that, I'll be like, nailed it, and keep going. But then I'd be back going around that thing again. And then I'd be like, nailed it, and keep going. And then, what am I doing back here again? And I'm back here again. And so I realized that the Joshua strategy. And so I would, you know, take this time of just resting and just, you know, being in a place of gratitude to God and, and asking the Spirit, what did I win? What did I achieve? What did I accomplish? You know, um, with God working with me, um, what was the revelation that I needed to be free? You know, like, come on, God, speak to me about this. And he would literally, it was, it was literally like putting in boundary posts in a piece of land and then, you know, wiring it all up and, and clearly defining it. And I was like, ah, who knew? 
who knew that we'll win a battle, when we win a battle, we have to know what it, what it is that we've won. Because mm. I, I didn't know. I just thought we'd fight. Fight the good fight. Having stood against the walls of the enemy, stands. You know, it's just like constant, constant, constant. And so, um, so you know, in that place, you know, we'd, we'd you know, draw it all up and all the rest of it. And then it was, now celebrate. And that was like, I'm not, I'm not fighting that battle again. I am done with that battle. 
and uh, and that, that confidence as well, you know, knowing that I knew I fought, I knew I won, and I knew what I won, yeah. and I'm like, you know what, devil, no, you know, but before, it was just like, yeah, oh, I would give, <laughs> and, uh, and another thing that came out of that, which is um, what I'm going to share with you as well, is, um, more lies of the enemy where we often feel like we're in the wilderness, that it's all dry and hard and, you know, like, what happened? Did I miss God? You know, like, have I done something? Is it Ichabod? <laughs> God has
right? Yeah. It's not a penalty for yeah. what we don't know. It's when we, we're involved in the things that are intentional, and we know, and we all know, right? Yeah. And so, if, if I haven't done anything that's going to grieve him, then why did I end up, like, lost? Like, kind of cast out, or the lights got turned off, and it's real cold. How did that happen? And, um, anyway, so what he was saying to me is that how he transfigures us, how he takes us from one level of glory to the other, is not how we understand it. And he was showing me that if you've got a level of glory here and another level of glory here, and this is our growth, we're growing, we're becoming more and more like him, right? At this level here, there is glory fire. This is a supernatural um, gift. And it's it's filled with, you know, passion and hunger and, you know, not by might and not by power, but by the Spirit. And so everything at this level of glory is just all the Spirit, just enveloping us and loving us and blessing us. And and it, it, the purpose of it is to, is to encourage us that the journey is worth it being transfigured, being made more like him. The journey's worth it. There's going to be some benefit, right? And we're going to know that he's real. We're going to be able to feel the fire, feel the glory, like experience it, be part of it. Because if we're, if it's all just natural, then what's the point? If he's a massive, you know, magnificent supernatural God, and yet we never experience any of the things that are supernatural, then why bother? Mm. Right? Yeah. And so here, there's this like this, this glory fire, and, and, it, and, we, we get hungry, we want more, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and we, we have this experience that there is more, mm -hmm. you know, we believe in faith, and uh, we start to believe for miracles, because this is what happens in glory fire, everything in glory is eternal. So this fire, right, but we're going to go from this level to this level, and so the fire's here, and he's moving us up. And we get to just above the fire, and we think, what happened? So, but I'm not yet here. I'm just, I'm here. Mm. And there's fire here, but it's not here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the devil comes yeah. along and he says, what did you do? What did you do? You. And accuses us, right? Yeah. And we're sitting here, thinking, what have I learned? But see, the purposes of God here are to make us hungry. Ooh. Right? It's make, make us think, okay, I had it here. I can't go back there. I can only go forward. And I'm right here. And the fire is not, it's not like it was. And I'm, I'm not as passionate as it was. And I'm not as hungry as it was. So, Lord, I need to get to the next level. I need to get to glorify here. And, there's the, and in faith, what we do is we believe that he's transforming us from glory to glory. And that there's a, a, a supernatural manifestation of God that propels us based on our capacity to believe. Mm -hmm. And if we get caught in the lies of the enemy, we will sort of slip right down there and end up mm -hmm. out of glory. Mm -hmm. And see, the Lord says that he's gonna take us from glory to glory so what happens if you do slip down and it's just like I can't find I can't find it anywhere? Just if it's a, hey? you just start over. Where? 
Mm. He can only take us from glory to glory. And so one of the things that happened with Joshua was the stones of remembrance. And so wherever God did a great victory, when something awesome happened, he's like, build the stones so that when the Israelites traveled past it, the people would say, what happened here? And they could retell the stories, right? And so every single one of us has stories of glory. Just as I said, what happened with Jesus Christ on, on, I didn't say that before. So, glory is eternal. You have a glory encounter with God, a healing, a revelation, a vision, a dream, a, a, a prophetic word, something that's just like, yes, that's glory. Everything that's God is, in, is eternal. Glory is eternal. So just as what happened with Jesus Christ won the victory at the cross 2,000 years ago. That's as alive today as it was back then. Because that's glory. Exactly the same as when you experience something that, that God has done in your life, that is as alive today as it was when it happened. And it might be something that happened 10, 20, 30 years ago, but it's that place that's the stones of remembrance. It's being able to go back, and that's what's really important to, you know, Record in your journals and, you know, like keep little memorabilia, have a little treasure box so that you can remember, you can recall, have your own stones of remembrance so that you can recall the glory of God. Because if by chance you do slip down and you can't find glory, all you do is you go back into the place of gratitude and thankfulness to the moment of glory and ask the Lord to let you relive it because he's going to take you from glory to glory. It doesn't take you from nowhere. It doesn't take you from the wilderness. Mm. And you know, like a, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people say that the wilderness experience is a really important experience. And I believe that you really should only have one wilderness experience because Jesus only had one. Mm -hmm. And yet people, I hear people preach it so many times that we should be having regular wilderness experiences to teach us to trust in God and all the rest of it. But my understanding of wilderness experiences and the people that I've talked to is that that becomes so discouraged that many fall away. Mm -hmm. When it's a repeated wilderness experience, they often lose faith. I even know pastors that have lost faith by ending up in an extended wilderness experience. So if Jesus only had to have one wilderness experience, why do we have to have many? Mm -hmm. Right. I, I feel like I should share this. Um, when I was young, probably 17, um, I, I didn't understand why, how people can live their life and just not, like, completely be blind to God's uh, presence. And mm -hmm. I didn't understand how you could go through your life and just not, like, know the presence mm -hmm. of God or mm -hmm. know that He is. Mm -hmm. I just didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. And so God brought me into this time when it was like that. Mm. It was like a wilderness experience where it was like it was just not there. Mm. And so he and so that helped me yeah. to understand how people just go around and they don't And that's the true purpose of a wilderness experience sure. is you learn from it. It's something that's powerful. Right? Mm -hmm. And did you have one or many? Just one. Exactly. Yeah. 
And so these wilderness experiences, when there are too many, hope to food makes the heart grow sick, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, just wanted to encourage you that when the Lord gave me that revelation, I had been a personal revival for many years, and then I had this spot where it was like I couldn't hear him, couldn't see him, couldn't feel him, just nothing. And um, I would still continue to, you know, go and visit with him, but nothing. And it, and it was for like a whole year. And I, I remember the, the days coming up to when the year was up. I wasn't tracking the days or anything, but they were coming up to when the year was up. And I, I would say, okay, I'm done. I'm not coming anymore. This is this hurts too much. It, it, it breaks me. Um, I don't know why it's a good I don't know why you left. I don't know what's happening. And, uh, and I said, so I'm not coming again. But then the next night, I'd be like, okay, I'm here, but I'm not coming again after tonight. If, if you're not going to come and meet with me, then I'm not coming again. And then the next night, I'm like, all right, this is the last chance. I'm not, I'm just not doing this again. Anyway, there was this, this final day, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And like this, I heard the Holy Spirit, and he said, it's been a year. And I was like, what? And I looked at my journal, it was a year to the day. Hmm. And I said to the Lord, what was that about? And he said, I wanted you to know the power of glory to glory. Because exactly the year before, I had this power encounter with God that was like mind-blowing. Like, you know, the Matrix, like, breathed it down my and it just didn't stop. And I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 I can't, I can't. I'm trying to wipe it out, I'm trying to contain it. And I just couldn't, just screamed and screamed and screamed at it. And, uh, and it was like mind-blowingly real. And then nothing. Right? And then the year went up. And he said, I want to show you what the power of glory is. I'll take you from glory to glory. And immediately I went back into the year ago because he said it's been a year. I went back to the year and there it came down. Revelation again. And he said, realize that glory is eternal and I'm eternal. And I'm going to transform you to become like me from glory to glory. And that we'll never, ever, ever go through those wilderness experiences again if we will remember the moments of glory. And the more moments of glory we give honor to, the more moments of glory we have. And so the, the ideal is to move from one level of glory to the next, depending on how God leads you. But if you slip through the gap, you can just pick up any memory of glory and start from there again and never get lost and never have to go through the wilderness experiences and the dry times. And one of the greatest things that you can do to encourage people who are struggling, who are, you know, like, it used to be great with God, but I don't know where it is now. Mm. Ask and remember. Remember a time where all was well. Remember a time where there was a smile on your face when you were walking with God. Remember. And the amazing thing is that, bang, there it is again. Restoration. Because of the eternal goodness of God. Amen. Amen. Father, I just give you praise. Yeah. And I thank you, Lord, that you, your design is perfect.
And I thank you, Lord, that with the word that I delivered, Lord, that you would plant it like seeds in their spirit. Lord, that it would grow and increase. Lord, that you would speak uniquely and directly to each one here to expand your message of glory. That they will pick up this uh, truth that you've given them, how to how to win the battles and never have to win them again, how to move from glory to glory and never have to go in the wilderness. Lord Jesus, that you would speak in the unique and authentic way that you've created each one of them to deliver them from the place that's stuck. And Lord Jesus, that they would have power testimonies of never coming out of personal revival, never moving away from glory fire, but constantly being wrapped about by you. So we just bless you and love you and adore you and thank you and give you praise because you alone are good. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 So now, see ya.